Hello and welcome to D-Land, Melbourne Demon Fans. Meets, we started the week with our number two draft pick nearly dying, <laughs> and we ended it with our star recruit hitting the piss while injured. Um, and it's still the best week of the season. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of a Melbourne supporter. As one of our, um, our dearest podcast supporters... Uh, message us. We can't wait for Misson to set Oliver on fire next week. <laughs> I love this Petrarca near death story. I mean, not the near death part. I mean, but it just seems so absurd. And do you listen to Goodwin's press conference? Oh, about that was it? hysterical. <laughs> Goodwin essentially said, "Oh yeah, no, nah, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, he passed out, um, but you know, we like he was fine soon after, um, and we're happy to have him. <laughs> well, I love we're happy, happy to have him." <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have him alive. We're happy to have him not dead. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, well, I do think, Melbourne style. I know. Well, I do think that the whole story must have been blown out of proportion just a little bit. Uh, what is this What is this exercise that they're doing? And all the high performance managers were there, including Misson, who, <laughs> who, as everyone knows, is a, um, has that, many fans at the on the Melbourne Demons Uncensored page. Yeah, I mean, Misson might be trying to delay our players' return to the field. I don't think he's trying to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit unfair. I mean, you should check with the Melbourne Demons Uncensored page. They would suggest otherwise. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. But no, that story was quite insane. But how crazy is the Stephen May story? Yeah. What's, our, what's our thought on that? Is it that crazy? I mean, he's an injured player having a few beers. I reckon this. I reckon Jeremy McGovern would hit the piss pretty hard when he's when he's injured. Yeah, but the problem is, it's it's just form, isn't it? The issue yeah. is, is that McGovern's a gun. He's playing so, like extremely well. And has you can get away with a lot of, of stuff when you play well. Exactly. It's like when Jay Schultz used to have a six pack every Friday night and kick six goals. Sure, yeah. right? And people in the eighties used to do it all the time, like Derm and all them. But like, yeah. May probably would have been a pretty good eighties. Oh, player. I'm sure he would have. But the problem is, is when you turn up to the club completely out of shape for preseason, yeah. And when you, you know, are not, you know, you come back out of shape. You're not meeting training standards, and then you're injured for a long period of time, and then you hit on the piss while you're injured. I mean, it's just all a bit of a, you know. Yeah. Rich tapestry of problems for May, isn't it? That's true. And he has to do an apology in front of the group. I know. What is he going to say in the apology? Yeah, boys. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that, boys. Yeah. What is he <laughs> like? Sorry for drinking. It's just a weird apology. It kind of think I think it would be as futile as that Amber Heard, um, Johnny Depp <laughs> <laughs> apology that they gave right, right. for bringing their dogs into the country. <laughs> Dear people of Melbourne, I am sorry to have let you down. It's just like incredibly awkward. The thing that, though, that offended me most about the May situation is why is he having beers with all these mediocre delisted players like Christian Jacksh and Cam O'Shea and, and Gorringe and Gorringe what so you're I wanted to be hanging out with the Rants and okay you know. so if he's drinking while injured with Rants <laughs> yeah that's fine yeah he'll be learning something yeah okay so the issue Don't is hang out with not... Jacksh yeah so the issue is his, his company that he's keeping <laughs> that's quite funny well no I think that look I mean it seems to me that the approach that Lever seems to have to his to his rehab is a bit you know, Jack Viney-esque, like intensity, yes. professionalism. Yes. And May doesn't seem to have that same approach. Look, it, it, it wasn't ideal. But look, we shouldn't dwell on that because the big story is that we managed to get a win. Uh, we've gone straight for the near death and the um, the drinking side. Well, that's because this is going to be our weekly how much have we stuffed up the May-Hogan trade <laughs> segment of this podcast, um, which people might get sick of, but we will nonetheless run with. Well, I mean, your data point is this drinking thing, which you're very pleased with. Uh, I'm not pleased that May's not turning out, but I'm a bit concerned that apparently his uh, his injury is now going to be another six or seven weeks. Is that right? Yeah, which seems unusual for a it's groin, a groin injury. injury. I mean, we're far from experts on injury management, but I've never heard of someone being up for the yeah, groin for like 14 strange. weeks. Yeah, 
So Something else must be going on, but... It's a concern. Mm. Although, I will say, the defence is starting to hold up a little bit better. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing differently. It seems like they've just got more numbers back. Um, but we're looking better. Yeah, well, I mean, the last two weeks, I mean, I guess we haven't conceded as much, but I think that's exactly right. We're just flooding everyone to the back line. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the game, because we did yes. win, which is which was great. Second win of the season yeah. against Hawthorne. Great second half. Great second half, I'd say that. Yeah, and what about those final moments? We were going off. With the Sam Frost? Oh, this is his, my boy, Wheelsy. I've doubted Wheelsy. I've doubted him much more Many than Many times, like. yeah. But I've also sold him very hard as the next Rance. And yes. he, that was a bit of an Alex Rance last few minutes. Would you agree with that? What, the part where he threw it and we probably should have been pinged oh, for a we throw. all focus on the throw. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, it's so no, hard to No, he had some great up. moments. He had some excellent moments. That brilliant moment on the half-forward flank when he got the ball and he did the classic Sam Frost spin where he usually spins straight into a tackle and is done mm. holding the ball. The SFS, but he Sam, didn't, Frost <laughs> Sam Frost spin. Sam Frost spin. Uh, and then that spoil on Wingard. Oh, or... it was great. Oh, it was really, really great. Was it was just... awesome. He played great in those final couple of minutes, and we really needed him. Yeah. Um, and there you go. He stood up. But the return of Chompers, yeah. the man of the moment. Wasn't he brilliant? Brilliant. After, I mean, he gave his... away two 50-meter penalties, which That's wasn't true. ideal. That's true. But um, aside from that, what a game. It's pretty impressive to be best on ground after giving your opponents... 12 points out of their like 70 points it's quite it's true that shows how well you play I know and it was quite frustrating wasn't it because it was like Gunston and Bruce it's just right. of all people I mean of course they're going to kick those goals they always do yeah um, what a great shutdown job on O'Meara though and yeah, one, one graphic they had during the game which is interesting is that um, Harms was tagging the first three weeks and the last three weeks he hasn't been um, so it seems like and his form was bad. Like last week, he only had 15 touches. Wow. So right. he's just a gun player when he's playing on the best mid on the opposition. Right. That's just got to be his role, right? It's got to be. It, and he showed it. that last year. Yeah. There's really no reason to change that. I mean, we need that player. Yeah. Um, so that was a fantastic performance. No, it was fantastic. And his moment, his beautiful moment at the end with Johnny. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. He's, I got very emotional, I'm not going to lie. He's a ripping bloke, isn't he? Oh, he's lovely. Chompers. We love chompers. Every yeah. time he gets the chompers out, you just feel good about life. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Think. Exactly. What a guy. He was brilliant. Um, I think we need to dwell a little bit on Gorn. Gorn's awesome. He's so good. He's and outside so of probably week excellent. one this year, he's I know. been he's been really good. I know, but the problem is we've been performing so badly that and our midfield has been getting beaten that nobody's right. really noticing it. But, but he's really been not his great. Fault. Not at all. Yeah, he's doing everything he can. I think he is. He's right now. He's the second best ruckman in the AFL. I think. And if Melbourne was going better, he'd probably be the best. I ruckman. think that's true. But he's yeah. always his standards are so absurdly high. Yeah. That I think people just forget how consistently amazing he is every week. Right. Um, yeah, he just holds us up at key moments, doesn't always, he? Always, always. He's contested marking his back. He's just yeah. a star, isn't he? He's someone I've always thought would be a great captain. So what, what, do you think they'd make him captain, though? I don't know. I mean, we don't know enough about enough slash anything about their personalities to really know what they're like. But he just Are you joking? Have... I feel like I learn a lot from their cliches that get recited every single week in the newspapers. No, but you watch Jack <laughs> Viney and he's all about intensity and hydration, best practices and weird fasting diets and stuff like that. He's just a bit of a weird dude, isn't he? Weird. Or he's just like committed. Yeah, but he's a bit too committed. And same with, with Chunk. He's, they're all about intensity and hardness. So and... you think that they need more of a larrikin type? Well, Gorn is clearly very intense about success, right? Extremely. He works like an animal to get better. Yeah. But he's also a bit more chilled. He's funny. He doesn't spat cliches. I think as a fan, he's the captain you want. Oh, definitely. Right? He's the captain you want to hear from. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. He's just absolutely brilliant. Um Another real positive was T-Mac in that second half trying to find a bit of touch. I mean, he kicked like one goal and took like how many marks? Okay, you're a bit more skeptical. But, but that mark against O'Brien was at a crucial moment. 
Do you I mean, that's true. That's true. Look, I mean, he's 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 got to come good eventually. Yeah. I mean, he could not. He was started. He could be anywhere. Well, no, but I mean that sincerely, right? And yeah. I mean that as a compliment to him, right? Like that is definitely his rock bottom, and you know, the only way he's going to go is up. Right. Really, he's got such big upside, and he couldn't get worse than that. That's true. That's true. But the fact he started to show a little bit was really nice. Very positive and yeah. very heartening. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Pig? I think that he is uh, coming into form by shutting down other star players from oppositions who are out of form. See yeah. Dustin Martin and now Chad Winger. It's got a battle of niche. I think it? it is. It's just put Pig on whichever star from the opposition is out of form. Yeah. And then let him do a shut down job and then he'll get into form himself. I love that. Because Melbourne's usually pretty good at playing players into form. Mm. But Pig's managing to keep them down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with his um, his work on them. He's looking bit finally like he used to two years ago. Yeah, I think I'd say so. he's probably had a year and a bit where he's been off. I don't. Not I thought bad. he had patches last year, but yeah. yeah, he was also playing a different role last year. I mean, the hard part was that you know they wanted Lever really to take on to take on more of that intercepting you know defense role, and the problem is his pig almost had to do some of those jobs last year because yeah. we were just so low in terms of the defense. Yeah, I wonder if in a weird way. Um, Jetta being out is a kind of a good thing for Pig in that it gives him a bit more responsibility. Like yeah. Jetta would have definitely been the guy for Wingard. For sure. Uh, but I think I think they just said to Pig he just needs to, you know, do the job. And his, his rebounding is he's fantastic. rebounding really, really well. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe giving him a clearer role as well because last year he was getting moved around a little bit in terms yeah. of what he was trying to do. Just because we needed somebody to plug all the holes in the back line yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What about your man Neil Bullen needs? I mean, he had a very random goal, <laughs> like extremely random. You're one of the only Melbourne supporters that doesn't cheer when Melbourne scores a goal because it's been kicked by Neil. That Bullen. is Do you agree not with that? true, Kieran. That is. I did harsh. not notice any reaction that to me when Neil Bullen kicked that goal. That's because I was quite tired. It was very early in the morning. Oh, you weren't tired when Chumpers was stifling. kicking goals. <laughs> I was stifling a yawn. Thank you very much. He had a classic Neil Bullen goal, wasn't it? It was a very Those random... Those are the goals that made his career. It really The were. random snaps, not yeah. looking, that just seemed to somehow go through. Well, no, he applied some great pressure there yesterday. I thought he was, it was pretty good. His second half was that. really nice. It was, it was. Um, and Frosty, we have to focus on wheels a little bit. We've just focused on wheels, Kieran. Well, let's go back to it. Okay, back to wheels again. All right, then. So what's old is new. We're going around in circles no, on this podcast. It's really exciting, though, right? That he... What he can do when he's up is very exciting. You have to go... Oh, around. he's got... He's an incredible athlete. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can we move on from wheels, right, or are you going to rehash that topic again? Right, we can move on. From All right, that. so let's talk about Clarko's saltiness. Yeah, that was a salty press conference. I mean, well, what did true, he say exactly? You watched true, it. but salty. Oh, he just basically said that we weren't Melbourne weren't that great, and that um, you know neither of these teams are going to be particularly strong come the end of the year. So anything untrue? There about is that? nothing untrue about that. It's more just funny because opposition coaches are so um, quick to go out of their way to sort of compliment. How, you know, how you know, at least not compliment, but sort of say something rather positive about how the opposition performed, yeah. um, how the winning team performed. Whereas he really didn't pull much many punches. He sort of said that he thought that both teams have a lot of work to do, and Melbourne will be, you know, dancing from the rooftops tonight. But you know, they effectively shouldn't be because that was not a great game. Yeah. It was quite. I mean, I thought it was quite funny, but also incredibly accurate. Well, that's what I like about Clarko. Me he, too. He just doesn't care. He really he doesn't. He's got the runs on the board, and he knows that no one's going to question him. And, yeah. and that's the thing. No one. He's just hit, dropping truth bombs, and it doesn't really matter what other people think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, w- I wasn't offended. I think it's legitimate. But oh, it's completely legitimate. I just thought it was quite funny. But th- I think that, that really raises the key question, right? Was this win an aberration or has the rest of the season been the aberration? Yeah, I think, I, as we've discussed before, I think we were always going to get better as the season progressed because like like I was saying about 
um, Tom McDonald. We could not have gotten any worse. That was pretty bad. Like extreme, like the Ascending games, St Kilda games, they were bad, really right. bad. And so I just genuinely don't think it could have gotten any worse than that. Um, so the only way was up, really. Yeah. And I think that towards the back half of the season, we were always going to put some wins together. So look, I don't... I think it all kind of hinges on this weekend, yeah. right? If we start sort of playing well, then I think we will start to see somewhat of a resurgence. But if we go back to playing terribly this weekend, I think that must have just been an aberration against a Hawthorne team who aren't particularly quick either. Yeah, and that's the thing. Hawthorne is the kind of team that I think we're pretty well suited to playing. Unless Isaac Smith really gets going, they don't have a massive amount of kind of outside spread. Yeah, and they're not the kicking team they used to be, right? Yeah. They used to be just such an elite skills team, and right. they're not that team anymore. So no. we do have some some weapons against them. Yeah, but one thing I was really happy with in the second half in particular is we're starting to spread a lot more. Yeah. I don't know if that's confidence, or they've suddenly picked up some fitness several rounds in. Um, but you could see that, you know, they would outnumber at the ball and you'd have four or five people streaming in different forward, directions. Exactly. You didn't see that at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It's always hard to tell whether or not it's a fitness thing or a confidence thing. Yeah. Because whenever a team is playing really poorly, you sort of sit there thinking these people are standing around, right. not running, not moving, not leading, and with no intent at all. Right. And so you sort of sit there thinking of these people just incredibly unfit or out of shape. Yeah. But then when they start winning, all of a sudden the confidence gets up and everyone starts leading. Exactly, exactly. Um, so... It's hard to judge. I'm very concerned about our run from here. Mm, I mean, it's not a great run. We should, I think, beat Gold Coast, but then uh, we have what West Coast, GWS, Collingwood, and Adelaide. In... It's not a great run. Yeah. No, I it's don't probably think so. The, it has to be the worst run. I really. would say so. I would say Adelaide would be our best right. shot because we do in Adelaide because we do well against them. I think. Yeah. Um, GWS at the MCG. I'm not entirely yeah, I don't like that convinced of at just all. because they are quick and they are on Jesus, fire at the moment. Yeah. Collingwood, I just, you know, uh, they look a bit scary. Think, yeah, Collingwood's the best team in the comp, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, and then West Coast, I mean, back to the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the scene of the crime. Yeah, exactly. The scene of the, our, our, our last horrendous performance, which, um, you know, spurred an onslaught of further terrible performances. So there you go. Yeah. So, so, so we could very easily be like three and nine. Mm, which is ideal. Or if we can pull off one or two wins out of that, then suddenly you start to think, it's actually not impossible to make the finals from there. Yeah, I mean, I still think no, it's it probably is. less yeah. likely, but because um, we just don't have the easier run that we would have in yesteryears, right? Yeah. Because we finished so high, high last year. So I'm not, I'm not even that concerned about finals per se. I just think I want the team to start showing a little bit more of what they were doing last year. Yeah. I mean, I've sort of in my head already uh, considered this season not a write-off per se, but more of a. You know, I think I think it all hinges on the off season, right? Yeah. Like you've got to get the off season right. It, I think it's a little bit of an Adelaide from two thousand and eighteen. Hmm. You know, once you muck up the off season, you're always going to be a little bit on the back foot. So, yeah. you know, we'll do what we can, but you know, if we don't make finals, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think we just need to make some sort of serious changes in the off season and then try and approach the off season properly this time. Well, I think if by the end of the year we've integrated main lever mm. into the backline and mm. started to get a really cohesive unit together, yeah. Um, that's a good launch pad that's a good launch pad yeah and then the midfield I think we're going to have to improve with either a draft pick or, or trade or, or something like yeah. that um, and maybe get Tom McDonald back into form if mm. we can start to do that by the end of the year I'd feel pretty good for next year I think so I mean it's just it seems because one thing about last year was that everyone said our preseason was exceptional yeah. you know everyone was flying everyone was you know 
the duck was down there watching people train and was, you know, incredibly impressed by how well everyone was doing. So it just is a reality, I think, that once the off-season's not going particularly well, that yeah. the season's probably not going to be, you know, as rosy as everyone would like. So, Neitz, let me ask you, this week's Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. Quite yes. a few candidates. I would say Lockhart. Yeah. I like the look of Lockhart. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, there's something about him. He's quick. I like his poise. Everything about him. He's a bit of a rooster, too. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You're into Lockhart? I'm into Lockhart. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We'll discuss this later yeah, we'll offline. Um, but uh, I really like his endeavor, and I like he's got good pace, and... You know, I like his... I like his, He's got decent skills. I think he's got really good poise. He had this great moment, um, I think it was in the first or second quarter, where he could have gone for a quick handball, but he paused, uh, wait till he had a different option, and then kicked it over the top. And that was really clever. Yeah, I think and so. And even that, the diving mark he took in the last few minutes when mm. Jaden Hunt centred it oh God. somewhat riskily. Bizarre. Like, he's got yeah. some real... X-Factor talent. I yeah. Think. And he screws up a bit, but he's got some no, real something. No, but he's new. And I, even when he kicked it to Melksham yeah. at the end um, there, I don't know why Melksham centered it again. That was strange. No, but was questionable. Yeah. yeah. But when he did that, it, was, it made total sense because he was just trying to take time off the clock. Yeah. I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought he was, I, I just think he shows a bit. Yeah. Locker. And I, you know, I guess here's the thing. Him and Jeff Garlett, I mean, it's obviously not the most formidable small forward line that we're assembling here, but, you know, they do buzz around and they do create, you know, look, they look lively, at least. Yeah. You know, even Garlet. I mean, he kicked one goal, two, one goal, two. There was that horrible one with Tom McDonald. That was terrible. That wasn't great. Amazing tackle. Yeah, right. great tackle in the end of the game. But also with Garlet, I just kind of think we need to persevere with him at this stage. I mean, yeah. he just... Uh, I think he plays every week. I think he, we're kidding ourselves if we think he doesn't play. I agree. Because I mean, such... is just not showing enough, I think, at the moment. Right. And Garlet of... is just such a talent. Yeah. And, and I know you want people to tick all the boxes, to do the one percent, to do this, to do that. Sometimes you just need people who are just really talented. And even though Garlett screwed up a fair bit, he was getting in very good positions, right? Yeah, he gets he was, really good looks. He does, he does, and he does look. He looks like he, something could happen. So right. maybe, and all you need is for something to happen a bit surely, really. Right. And, and then you know you've got a pretty decent performance from him. But I don't think there's any point in you know dropping Garlett or you know or just continuing to move him in and out of the team, especially when we don't have a wonderful. Oasis of small forwards. No, no. And Spargo's been very quiet in the BFL. I think that's right. Um, interestingly, I think Oscar Becker had a pretty good game. Um, oh, the ginger, ninja. the ginger Ninja. We've been crying out for the Ginger Ninja. I know, I know. It's like he's the Ed he's Sheeran like, of our team and we're just like his groupies just constantly trying to cheer him back into... He's like, um, I remember back in the, the kind of late Danaher era, uh, Michael Newton, mm. who was always the great white hope. Newts. Um, he just always played really well at Casey and no one really knew anything about him and then he came and he wasn't that good. But mm. the fans were furious that he never got to go. Oscar Baker's going to be my guy like that. Really? Yeah. He's your new Michael Newton? I just Newton. demand Michael, Oscar Interesting. Baker. Who's uh, your Michael Newton to the <laughs> listeners of this podcast? I'm interested true. in hearing your... Who's the guy that you is are just cheering for? Corey Wagner. Is it Corey? <laughs> is it Corey is it... Maynard? <laughs> God, who are they? I don't know the rest of them. I mean, me neither. But... <laughs> um, so does anyone come in this week? You know, I think that you should. they should have met with a pretty settled lineup. It's a settled lineup. Well, one win. No, but they, it's, they shouldn't settle the winning lineup. I think. Okay. The problem is, is we do chop and change the team like every week, and yeah. we've been doing it a lot. It'd so be nice to be unchanged. Exactly, really. exactly. And look, I mean, nobody's performance in the VFL is really commanding a spot. So apparently, Corey Wagner had a great game. Twenty-five. Really? So disposals. Yeah. We've already got Josh. I mean, it's just yeah. I just think it was interchangeable. <laughs> um, the only question I have is Prusy. Does he come in? Is he good to go? I think so. Oh, that's interesting. Do they play him or do they persist with Kielty? I'm not sure about Kielty. I mean, I liked his clearance at the end. You know, he did a couple of nice yeah, things. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. You want to give him a few weeks. I feel like that as well. I just, I'm not, I don't like the whole chop and change continuing, you know, just continue to drop people, especially but the, when... But then know. what do you do with Tim Smith if he's mm. fit? 
I mean, he played really well. And it's a bit rough to not play him just because he happened to be injured last week. Yeah, he played better than Kilty did this that's week. That's true, but it's just happenstance, isn't it? But I don't yeah. mind Kilty in the ruck. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, because of that one clearance. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a um, an overstatement of his ruck capabilities. But yeah. I thought I thought he did okay. I mean, look, he, he showed a couple of did a couple of nice things. Yeah, exactly. He, he, did, he did enough. Uh, for me, look, I would keep it unchanged, but I could totally understand them playing Tim Smith because mm. you know he probably deserves to get a go. Mm. Um, are we going to win this game? Do you feel confident? Yeah, I think we will. I yeah, don't. We beat think... them by ninety-seven points yeah, at the end of last year. I know it's quite absurd, isn't it? And that was even when Alex Sexton kicked five goals. That's Gosh, right. we could really use him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we will for no other reason than look. I think they'll feel. I actually think Clarko's right. They'll feel good about themselves now, and they'll have some confidence back. And yeah. you know, Melbourne is a little bit of a confidence team. I think. I, I don't know if we are. I, you know, I don't know that we showed some grit towards the end of last year, but when we're flying, we're really flying. Yeah. And there's a real sort of energy and confidence that reverberates through the entire team, right. which is um, something that's obviously been lacking mostly at the start of the season. So I think if they can take some confidence out of that win, they can really consolidate that. Yeah. And I think for the Gold Coast, coming back from the West is always difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a feeling we'll win. I think I think we'll win fairly comfortably. Yeah, I think they'll get beaten on the inside too much. I yeah, by, by yeah. Our Wits isn't guys. a bad ruckman, but yeah, but I just think in general our midfield is stronger than theirs, and I think that will be the, yeah. the linchpin. And if Tom McDonald's ever going to have a breakout game, surely he'll find his form again. Yeah, well, I mean, Hogan played well last year against yeah. who? Spencer. Spencer, some random yeah. guy called Spencer. Yeah, I don't really know who they keep. Is he still on now. the list? I don't know. I'm I think it's like Sam it. Collins. Sam Collins. Sam, that's the thing. Hogan has destroyed Sam Collins. Hogan has destroyed. Oh my Hogan. gosh! I keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the <laughs> earlier segment of the the, the weekly uh, the weekly have we stuffed up the May Hogan deal? But anyway. Um. But yeah. No. I think I think we should win. I'm going to tip us to win by forty points. Oh, I'm going to tip us to win by about twenty. Okay. Oh, well, thanks everyone for joining another episode of Deluded. A much happier episode than usual. Mm, um, a little bit less salty. We'll see you next week, hopefully with a special guest. Yes. We'll try announce next week. Uh, but until then, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Deluded Podcast. And go Dees. Go Dees. <laughs>